Welcome to Heads Up on Money, the heads up you need to make better financial choices. Hello everyone, welcome to the unconventional personal finance show, Heads Up on Money. Today's episode, we're talking small business owners and the financial must-dos. Hi Money Nerds, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Today we're addressing the small business owners out there. I think you're going to get a lot of value from today's episode. We're going to cover some of the financial must-dos that you need to be thinking about as a small business owner because as you're aware, you're not entitled to some of the benefits that traditional employees do get. First of all, just a quick call out from me to say please review, please rate the podcast if you are enjoying it. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave me a review, some comments. Let me know what's on your mind, what you're liking, what you're not liking about the podcast. That's how I'll make it better for the future. And if you are enjoying it and getting lots of value, tell your friends, tell your family. Financial wisdom is something we should all be a lot better with. So the more people we can extend this message to, the better. So the background to today's episode is I have a few clients who are small business owners and I really like working with these types of people. They are arguably the backbone of the UK economy. Small business champions are where it's at. They are the independent clothes shops around the corner from you. They are your hairdresser. They are your local pub. Whatever it might be, whatever industry you are in as a small business owner, I realise, having taken the plunge very recently myself to set up my own business, that... It's pretty difficult out there for small business owners. You don't get a lot of the luxuries that traditional, let's call them employees, traditionally in the sense of you are an employee of a big organization. As a small business owner, let's be honest, there's lots of perks. You're in charge of your own diary. You're the custodian of your own future. But you do get a pretty crap deal with some things. So we're going to talk about that in today's podcast and I'm going to tell you some of the things you should be thinking about as a small business owner. Now, the caveat is this is not financial advice. I can't give you advice on a one-to-one basis via this format. So it's more just some pointers, some tips, some guidance for things to be thinking about and perhaps some research to carry out in your own time. Some of these things will already be on your mind and perhaps there'll be some things I suggest today that you think, oh, I have not thought about that before. So I hope you get a lot of value from it. Having just set up my own limited company, I appreciate you become pretty bogged down in the details of that company. It becomes your baby. It's what you think of first thing in the morning. It's what's on your mind last thing at night. And What often slides and goes by the wayside is your personal finances because you tend to become more preoccupied with the business as an entity and you become the afterthought. And that is not how things should be. You do not want to become too overly reliant on your business. So in today's episode, I'm going to help immunize you from your business. We're going to shelter yourself and your personal and family finances from the movements of your business. So if your business is doing great, brilliant. But if it's not doing well, you can rest assured that your wider financial life plan isn't going to suffer. Too many of us 
tend to just focus our efforts on the business and think that if we get the business to a good place and the business is profitable, then the rest will all fall into place perfectly. And I've seen that happen, but I've also seen that not happen. And the downsides are incredibly risky. So heed my warning, listen up. We're going to do a run through today of everything you need to do and everything you need to know about being a small business owner and what this means for your personal finances. Okay, that's enough waffle from me. Let's get started. So the number one thing I often say to small business owners is you need to be thinking about pensions. You guessed it. Okay, so they turn around to me and say, look, Benjamin, I run a pretty successful business. The business is profitable. I'm earning a good level of salary. I'm earning dividends. My business is my pension. What on earth do I need a pension for? No, no, no. Whilst the eventual sale of your business may be your long-term retirement plan, have you considered what would happen if your business was to fold? Or what if the value inherent in your business was just a function of you and your expertise? What if there is no tangible value for a buyer? What if you can't even find a buyer? You're assuming because you're profitable now, the business will remain profitable for the medium to longer term. And when you do decide to, quote, sell the business, you're making a big assumption that just because it's attractive to buy your business today, that that will be the situation tomorrow. Trends will have changed. Life will have happened in the middle. You just can't depend on that as a guarantee. It's just not sensible. And... The truth of the matter is none of us know what's around the corner. So to rely exclusively on your business to deliver a rich and rewarding future, whatever that looks like to you, is dangerous at the end of the day. So take the time, look into setting up a private pension. When we as employees join an employer, thanks to the auto-enrolment rules that were brought in, Employers have an obligation to put us into pension schemes and unless we willingly opt out, we will be in them. That just doesn't happen on the self-employed or limited company side of the fence. You don't get a pension automatically, so many directors don't have a pension. And like I said, they tend to think that the business will be their pension. The business is their long-term strategy. But that is just not sensible. So have a look into setting up a pension. It's very easy to do in this day and age. There are lots of self-investment platforms out there that open pensions at very low cost. And if you put a lot of attention into the actual funds you're invested in and don't get caught with flashy, actively managed funds that over-promise and overcharge, keep things simple. Set aside some time at a weekend and just nail this down. Because the earlier the start, the earlier you can benefit from the wonder that is investment compounding. And a recap on this, compounding is just the exponential growth in the value of your money over time. The sooner you do it, the better it's going to be because the more time that snowball has to accumulate. And as a small business owner, you can extract profit from your business in a tax-efficient way by paying it into your pension. Pensions are great for small business owners because typically the pension contributions that your employer, i.e. your company, makes into your pension is tax relievable for corporation tax. That's a win-win. So it really is a no-brainer. 
pensions are fantastic in the employee side of the fence, but they still have fantastic bang for their buck for the limited company small business owner model. And chances are what I'm saying here is something you've always had on the to-do list. Now be aware that if you've had a profitable company for a number of years, you may be able to contribute really decent chunks to this pension now. You may be able to soak up any unused allowances known as carry forward for the previous three tax years. But there is care needed here to make sure you don't bust any annual allowances and make sure that the contributions are proportionate and not taking advantage. And what I mean by this is if you as an employer pay yourself as the employee a disproportionate amount into your pension, that can be viewed negatively in the eyes of the tax gods that govern us. So it's something you just need to be careful of. If you're treading in these waters and you're looking to mop up unused allowances, you probably should be seeking financial advice on that. But the principles here stand that setting up a pension, investing in low-cost funds, regularly and diligently putting money into that pension every month from your employer i.e yourself is going to really really be beneficial over the longer term you will thank yourself and if your business is also going to be profitable over the longer term you've just got two fantastic revenue streams there in the future whereas if you just rely on your business and you neglect pensions then you're just setting yourself up for potential failure And in the unfortunate event that your business doesn't last for the long term, you can now relax in the knowledge that you've got a pot of money working hard for you and your family in the background for the long term. And this will give you opportunities to do whatever you want in the long term with your life. Your personal financial plan is now completely sheltered from the highs and lows of your business. And that peace of mind is incredible. The next thing I would share is to pay yourself a wage. It can be very tempting to maintain capital within your business and regard paying yourself as a luxury and a nice to have. But I found in clients that take this approach, it typically only leads to some disengagement with your business, higher stress levels and added pressure and cracks appear on your wider financial life plan. And yeah, I get it. It's important to be strategic with the cash flows of your business. You don't want to pay yourself too much and leave the working capital of the business too light, particularly if you're in the early stages of your business's journey. But take time to invest some of your hard work back into you. You pay your suppliers, you pay the tax man, tax woman. Why aren't you good enough to be paid too? Why don't you invest in yourself? And when you elect to pay yourself a wage, there are tax considerations to consider. Things like income tax and national insurance. So speak to an accountant if you have an accountant and understand the optimal way to structure your income. You can do this in a tax efficient way, be it paying yourself salary, dividends or a mix. Whatever it might be, whatever the recipe is for you and your situation, just make sure you do pay yourself because at the end of the day we're all human we all need an income to get by now if we assume that you are paying yourself a good amount the business is doing well you've got pension in the background that you're saving into diligently and regularly every month what happens when you start to build up a bit of surplus cash in the business if you've got surplus cash that's just kicking around in your business bank account 
Similar principles apply here to if that was kicking around in a personal bank account. Remember, cash as an asset class is not king. It's not going to fight the terminator of wealth that is inflation. And similar logic applies for a business bank account. Cash just doesn't win out. Now, if you've got this cash in the business for another reason, it might be a expansion within the business or you've got some research and development costs, whatever it might be, if you've got a use for that, that's fine. But if it's just surplus cash that is not going to use to benefit the business, then why is it sitting there being eroded by inflation over the long term? Remember, if you've got any chance of beating inflation and maintaining the real purchasing power of your money, so you buy a coffee today, you buy a coffee tomorrow, you want to make sure that that money maintains its real value into the future, you need to be investing in higher growth potential assets, such as the fantastic companies of the world. That's what equity investing is, coattail investing, riding on other people's smart ideas. That's all it is. So make sure whether you want to maintain that money in the business and do an investment within the business, or if you've extracted that capital and it's now sitting languishing in your bank accounts, Put it to work. Make it work harder. If you haven't got a use for it in the short to medium term, invest it for the longer term. It's going to give you so much more opportunity and freedom in the future. Now, if we look more doomsday planning, let's cut to the chase. Have you ever thought about what would happen to your business if you were to suffer a life-changing event, an illness, a life-debilitating condition, whatever it might be, or even die. I'll just say that. What if you died? What would your business look like and what would happen to it? Would the business come to an end? Would the company revenue stream in the event if you suffered an illness, would that come to an end? Or would you still have some income coming in from the business? These are things you should be thinking about because then what happens to the wider life plan you have? If your business was your pension, quote, as I referred to earlier, if that business is no longer to be because you are physically not fit to commit to that business, then your pension, your long-term plan is now gone. It's up in smoke overnight. That really is pretty worrying. And of course, having adequate protection in place via human insurance policies isn't the most exciting or positive thing to be thinking about. And as a business owner, you've got lots of expenditure, I know that, and paying for insurance policies that you'll probably never have to claim on seems like a waste of money, but you may have to claim on them. And if you don't have to claim on them, you need to be thinking about this as the best waste of money you pay for every month. The fact that you have wasted that money on an insurance policy and not had to claim on it is fantastic news because that means you're still fit, you're still able, you're still committed to the business, you're still healthy, you're still growing the profitability of the business and you personally are well. So why on earth would you not want to waste that money every month? But you still need to be paying for it. You need to have that peace of mind so that if something unforeseen ever was to happen, your business would be okay and the rest of your financial plan would be okay. Because if you're just depending on the business and something nasty was to strike, everything else just comes crumbling down. 
And the theme here also is not to leave things too late. Obviously, if you're going to have some kind of insurance policy held by yourself in the business, you need to have that before you claim on it. But the point I'm making here is that as we get older, sadly, we become less fit, less able, less healthy, conditions start to materialise. We become higher risk in the eyes of an insurer, and that makes it more expensive to insure us. So don't leave it until it's too late. You are the cheapest you'll ever be to insure right now. Right now. Right now. I've just said that a few times because you've just become more expensive marginally over the course of what I've said there. So don't delay things. Go out there, investigate what insurances you should be putting in place as a small business owner and just make things happen. And if you've got any doubts, speak to a professional. Next up, have a safety net tucked away. As a small business owner, you don't have the luxury of sick pay entitlement. When you're off, the business is off. And when the business is off, earnings are off. Everything comes to a standstill. And how will you cope financially if you're out of work for longer than you'd like? Now, you need to have an emergency savings pot, a rainy day pot, whatever you like to call it. Typically, three to six months of your typical expenditure should be sufficient And that may keep you ticking over for the shorter term. And that's great. Great that you've got some liquid cash sitting there that you can fall back on without encashing some of your longer term equity funds that you should be investing in. But what happens if a few months turns into a year and a year turns into two years to five and it doesn't look like you're ever going to make it back to work? What does that mean for your financial picture? So now not only have you eroded your cash savings, you have no business in the background. Not a pretty picture, you'll admit. So this again links in with the previous point. You should be looking at human insurance policies to cover yourself in the event that anything nasty should happen. When you have a policy in place that protects things like your income, that'll ensure that if the nasty should ever happen, you'll have that guaranteed income coming in until whenever you wish, really. Normally, retirement age is when we typically run these policies until, but you've got masses of peace of mind. And you may never need to claim on it, but if you do, and if something nasty was to happen, you're going to be okay, and the rest of your financial plan can still tick along in the background without it being affected. And the last point is... Probably more a matter for a solicitor. This isn't my area of expertise. But yeah, it's a will. Where there's a will, there's a way. And for those of you that don't know, your will is critical. Critical to your overall financial plan. In the event you're no longer here, your wishes are clear. People who survive you know exactly what your wishes are and your beliefs. And on a financial matter, they know where your assets should be going to. And of course, if you're a small business owner, it's reasonable to assume that your business is your baby and it's probable that this is one of the biggest financial resources you have available to you. So mention it in your will. If you have a well-written will, it can alleviate any worries you have about what will happen to your business if you were to pass away. And like many of the things I've talked about today, they're not the most pleasant things to be thinking about. And as a small business owner, there's far more exciting things you can get stuck into, like glossy marketing and search engine optimization, or whatever it might be. Wills and human insurance policies, they're probably not up your priority list. But I really hope I've changed your perspective on that today. 
And these are things I am thinking about also as a small business owner. I am just like you. I'm going through the same emotions that you are. But having these foundations in place, it really does pay dividends and the peace of mind alone is totally worth it. So if you're listening to this and thinking, yeah, there's a lot of valid points in that, I'll probably get that actions maybe after we've got through the busy spell in the business or yeah, maybe once once things are a bit more profitable and there's a bit more in the bank, then I should be thinking about these things. No, do it today. Just get this stuff sorted and it really will pay for itself. Sign and recline. Get things set up and forget about them. And then you can focus on the meaningful, fun business stuff. And that is a wrap. That is your financial blueprint as a small business owner. Of course, it's not an exhaustive list. There are other things I could have got stuck into today, but these are just some of the must-dos for small business owners and the things you should be thinking about. Let me know how you get on. Let me know if this has been of benefit to you. Today's episode was really just a bit of a whistle-stop tour through the main points. I do plan to do a bit of a deeper dive on each of these in future episodes, So if you're a small business owner and you liked what you heard today, do tune in. We will go into some of these things in greater detail. But that's it for now, money nerds. Thanks for your time and attention. Get this stuff set up and then focus on the good stuff, enjoying life. Thanks for listening and I'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye. (laughs) 